Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tea in the Law of Raspberry Jam, a podcast with Victor Sesson and me, Esther Derby. In this podcast, we talk about coaching systems, agile management, culture, continuous improvement, or whatever topic seems important to us at a given day. Today, we're going to be talking about questions. This is the first in a series because we think this is such an important topic. We're starting with intentions. What are the intentions behind a question? Because from that flows everything else. So let's get with it. Yeah, so intention is a really big word. I want to bracket a little bit just to say we're assuming that people generally have good intentions, that if you are working as a coach, you are striving to balance your own needs, the needs of the team and the needs of the context, and that you don't have an agenda of your own to push, that you're not trying to show that you're really knowledgeable and you have the right answers or you want the team to go in a way that's contrary to what really fits for them. So it's a big word. But we have some specific ways that we want to focus when we talk about intention. So the first area where you might have an intention is to understand the goal, which you might think of as a vision or the problem to be solved. Can you give us some examples of what questions around goal sounds like? Sure. And these tend, at least for me, tend to be pretty broad and open questions because I'm not trying to impose uh, my idea of where we should go. I'm trying to understand where other people see their future. So I might ask questions like, what do you want to have happen? Or what would you like to be different? What does the future look like in a year or so from now? What problem would you like to solve? And what opportunities do you see? So those are all really broad. They don't assume that I know anything about where we're going or I have an agenda about it. It's really about discovering how the people I'm working with see the situation and what their aspirations are. So in some ways, these questions don't have a context. They don't suppose a context other than I'm working with a group and I want to understand how they're seeing their future or what their aspirations are for their future or what they see as the issues. Another area is perspective. Perspective looks at a variety of things. So point of view, fairness is an aspect in it, and then breadth or width is another aspect. Some questions you could ask to increase perspective is, what are some other ways of looking at this situation? How are some other people approaching this kind of situation? What would your, and now you'd have to choose a different group or perspective or a role, but what would your, for example, peer say about this? Or what would your direct say about this? Or what do your stakeholders say about this? You could also ask opposing questions like, what are some perspectives you're not considering right now? Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because the goal is really open in saying what is going on here. And this is the perspective question is really opening it up even more saying, how would other people see your situation? And this is really important because when we're working with management teams or dev teams or just groups, and there's a lot of stress, we get stuck in habitual thinking or like thinking in the ways we've always thought. So these perspective questions help groups look at situations from different perspectives and gain new insights that are really important. Yeah, and I think it's normal for people to, you know, they're very familiar with the details that they live in. So it's it's easy for people to think that is the totality of it. 
my friend Don Gray, or your friend too, talks about spatial blindness in looking at systems. You only see your part of it. And this is about expanding your view to include more of the system that you're looking at, right? Which loops us into the next area. Which is clarity, which is about, again, getting a clearer understanding and precision. So this is about getting some more information about what is actually happening in the present. So you might ask, what is happening? When does this happen? Who does it affect? You might ask questions that bring more specificity. Can you share more details? Can you give me an example? Can you illustrate? And these are all about understanding the current situation, the current state. So you can then, having gained a couple of perspectives, you know, what people hope for and then how it might appear to other groups, then you start getting into some details about it. So these two, perspective and clarity, they go great together, but it's important to know when to ask which. If you are trying to get a broad understanding of a situation, perspective questions help. When you have figured out that this is the area we want to explore more, then clarity questions can help. Right. And both are valuable. I don't think one is more important than the other. And I think when solving system problems, we often go back and forth between the two. Yeah. You know, we back up to see the big picture and then we come in to learn some details. And both are super important. And we do this within the same conversation, within the same meeting. Often. Yeah. So don't select one of these types of questions we're talking about and you're only going to use these questions in this meeting. No, you're going to have to navigate a multitude of them. Another intention you might have is to discover priorities, which is a really important area in decision-making or after a decision has been made retrospectively. Here you may ask questions like, how did you reach this decision? Or what variables came into play when you made this decision or this prioritization? You could also ask, if you had to choose, knowing what you know now, what option would you take? Or what seems most important to you right now? And these questions help with convergence, so helping a group come together. Well, then it's interesting because sometimes people will give very different answers Mm. in terms of what they think is important or what factors were at play, which can help you then get beneath the surface to understand what those different perspectives are. So it could even tie back to perspectives. Mm. Nice. Right? Yeah. And the next intention that you may have in your questions is to look at relevance, which is understanding about how things relate to each other. So you might actually ask that question, how do these things relate to each other? Or how does this new information affect your previous decision? How does a certain piece of information help us? How is a conversation related to the goal or the topic that we have at hand? So this is probing to gain, to use the word again, coherence. And sometimes it might be testing to make sure that something is still in the realm of the issue that you're talking about. But mostly I'm doing this to kind of figure out how things fit together. I've noticed that if I'm facilitating a decision-making meeting or an exploration meeting and I don't set the stage, I don't facilitate setting the stage enough where we don't decide on what the purpose of the meeting is, there is a lot of divergence, but not in terms of this is the topic we're exploring, in terms of different types of topics being explored at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I have to ask lots of relevance questions then later on because I didn't set the stage enough and there wasn't either consent or consensus about what we are here to do. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and it's an it's an interesting thing about bounding things because in a way that's I think what you're referring to is setting a boundary around what is the issue. Yeah. Because in systems and in so many of the problems that we deal with, everything touches everything and things are entangled. So <laughs> you have to test to make sure that something really is, you know, not going to be helpful in understanding before assuming that. Yeah. Another related area to this testing is flushing out assumptions. Oh, absolutely. I use this sort of question a lot when I'm working with groups because people's assumptions, and, and we all have them, I have them, everybody has them, often constrain their problem solving or their thinking about a particular issue or a systemic issue. So I may ask directly, what assumptions are you making? Or what beliefs did you have? Or what would have to be true in order for this to be the case? Um, people often can't answer the question, what are your assumptions? Because they are so embedded. So I ask a lot of questions that might sound like clarity questions in order to help me understand and help other people understand what assumptions are going on. To give one example, I worked for a client where the mantra of management was, those people aren't accountable, they said, referring to the development teams. And when I'd ask questions about that, it'd say, well, they don't follow through on their commitments. And I'd say, well, who is the they? And it turned out that people had an assumption that actual teams were making the commitments, but it turned out not to be true. It turned out that it was sometimes it was a manager, sometimes it was a product owner making a commitment on behalf of a team. And so that was a critical assumption that they had that turned out not to be true, and it limited their ability to solve problems. Yeah. I work in this realm a lot as well. I also have another approach, which I use sometimes, not often. But when I start to get my own picture of what my clients or the team's assumptions are, so they may be talking about something, and I could say something like, it seems to me that you're making these assumptions. Is that true? This is a closed question, so it's a yes or no question, but I've found that it often sparks a conversation like, yes or no, this is the assumption we're making. I don't use it often, but I have used it on several occasions where it's been very successful. Well, so that's testing your understanding of their assumptions. Yes. You know, it's going back to that idea about testing things. You know, we're testing this is what I'm picking up on is assumptions that are at play here. Let's test it. And I think that can be super useful in helping a group kind of step back and look at their own thinking. Yeah. So that's, a, I guess, a combination of clarity and flushing out assumptions. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Another area which is helpful or another intention is implementation. You're looking at accuracy and forward looking. So thing, when you have a decision, you may ask a team, what will you need to prepare? Or ask them to think ahead a little bit about what you think is going to be challenging about this? Or what outcomes can you predict? Uh, when is a good time to start? Or who do you need to have on board before you start with whatever you're going to start? So these are questions that help a group think forward and start anticipating some things they're going to be facing. It also gets them looking back at the bigger context because, they, you know, they've made a decision and now this in some ways is helping them to think about, you know, okay, so we're going to take this course of action. Who else might be affected by it? Who else do we need to talk to? So it's, again, it's another one of those things that you go down and look at a more detailed thing and then you have to pop up and look at the bigger context. 
So the next intention that we think about is coherence, which has to do with how the stream of thinking, the pattern or process of thinking you've gone through is actually hanging together for people. So I might ask, what about this makes sense to you? You know, and that's asking people to to do their own thought process and articulate their own thought process. I might ask it in a less formal way and just say, you know, how does this hang together? And then people will articulate the thought process. But I might also ask, where do you see holes? What have we missed? The last intention we're going to talk about is emotional resonance. We've talked a lot about group thinking, individual thinking, getting out of habitual thinking, and not a lot about feelings. But that is one important intention. I may ask a team, how do you feel about these short or long-term goals? Or how do you feel about what's happening right now? What's your energy level like? Or where's your motivation in all of this? To get a conversation started about where we are emotionally. Because if there is a huge dissonance between what we feel and what we're thinking or what we're doing, we're going to get into some sort of tension later on. So in some ways that ties back to significance or priorities because our feelings help us recognize what's important. We've talked about nine different intentions and there's some, you know, there's some weaving together of these as I just gave an example of that, that emotions might actually talk about, help us understand priorities. But to name the nine, it's goal, which has to do with vision problems to be solved. Perspective, which has to do with breadth. Clarity, which has to do with precision. Priorities, which are about significance or the meaning of things. Relevance, which is how is this going to affect us? How do things relate to each other? Um, Questions that flush out assumptions. Questions about implementation. How well the logic holds together in coherence and emotional resonance, which is a lot to keep track of. You can download a small sheet on our podcast page. Because there's so much information around this, that's as much as we're going to cover today in today's episode, which is about know your intention. As a coach, you need to learn how to navigate these different intentions and become more aware of what is your intention. And you can even talk about these intentions with the teams you're coaching. You could bring them up and say, like, here are some areas that I'm going to be exploring together with you, and I'm going to point at them. Or they can self-manage if you just give them these areas. It's a great self-help tool, or self-management tool is a better word. Yeah, and we've talked about your intention as a coach in using questions. And I guess I have an assumption there that part of it is to understand so you can be helpful in that situation. But part of it is also tracking with what's going on with the group and which intention will help the group move forward. Yes. So they function on a couple of different levels. Okay, so that's it on Know Your Intention. We had a lot of fun talking about questions and looking at them from a bunch of different angles and coming up with this categorization, and we hope you're going to find it helpful. Yeah. So thanks a lot for listening, and until next time, see you later.